welcome to Ethiopia Together. This is a new podcast series where we're going to be sharing the stories of some of the amazing people who work across Ethiopia to bring an end to preventable poverty. Welcome to the Ethiopia podcast, Behibret. I'm Anna, the Senior Partnerships Manager at Ethiopia, and today I'm going to be chatting with Helen Horn, one of Ethiopia's trustees from our respective living rooms. Hi, Helen, and thank you for joining us. Hello, Anna. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. So you're here today to give us an update on Ethiopia's emergency appeal that launched on the 10th of March and to answer some questions around our position as an organisation on aid versus long-term funding. Uh, but before we start, I wondered if you could tell us a bit about your experience and career in the development sector and how long you've been with Ethiopia as a trustee. Yeah, sure. So I, I joined Ethiopia in January 2015 um, and really, it ties very well with my interests and career background. Over the years, I've had a focus on Africa, and I've also worked on humanitarian development issues, both in government roles. And then about 12, 13 years ago, I moved into the charity sector, and in particular into humanitarian response. And currently, I'm studying child protection and child rights, and looking in particular at development and emergencies contexts. Brilliant. Um, so as someone with your background and experience uh, and as a trustee of Ethiopia Aid, why are Ethiopia Aid running another emergency appeal? I think it's important that uh, Ethiopia Aid is and indeed needs to be agile in responding to the greatest need of our partners and the communities that they work in. Now, we've been following the current unrest in Ethiopia's Tigray region since it began in November 2020 and with increasing concern. And it's clear that there's a huge and growing humanitarian crisis and that our partners on the ground are in desperate need of our support. For example, all communications channels with the region were closed, electricity cut off, banks, schools, shops shut, etc. Markets disrupted. And as violence has escalated, food and water have become scarce. We know that hospitals and health centres ran out of medicine and have been unable to restock and are unable to carry out any kind of surgery without electricity, water and oxygen. So what's the situation like now? Thousands of people living in Tigray have fled into the neighbouring Afar region, where our partners, the Afar Pastoralist Development Association, APTA, are based. And there are many more crossing the borders into Sudan, which means walking several days to reach shelters, crossing rivers in search of safety, fleeing just with clothes on their back and very few belongings. And we know that more than 60,000 refugees have been registered by the UN in Sudan and with reports of ongoing arrivals of a thousand or so plus new people arriving every day. Many are very traumatised from violence that they've endured or witnessed. Many have lost contact with family members who've remained in Tigray and are obviously very worried for their safety. And many children have become separated in the chaos of the move over vast distances with their families and that, that makes them extremely vulnerable and targets for violence. Our partners are already working in the area and so are best placed to respond to the growing need and it does mean that Ethiopia can get these emergency funds directly to them. Um, I'd also reflect, if I may Anna, that giving our partners this much needed additional emergency support to respond to the crisis means that they don't have to divert other precious resources from their ongoing long-term work, for example to eliminate harmful practices such as early marriage and FGM and to support maternal and child health. ABDA's been working on this for the last six years, and this work mustn't stop now. 
yeah absolutely um will this emergency appeal only support ethiopian refugees refugees are not one single group many of them originate from ethiopia and both tigrayan and amhara ethnicity and there are also Eritrean refugees who'd previously fled Eritrea to Ethiopia and are now being further displaced to Sudan. Um, people crossing from Ethiopia to Sudan, women, men, children, and there are soldiers amongst them. And um, so which of our partner organisations will receive emergency funding? Um, as I've mentioned, we're working with our long-term partner, APTA, in a far region to reach the most vulnerable and remote areas where other aid agencies are not working and where they're well known and trusted by the communities there. Um, APTA pastoralists themselves are still recovering from enduring drought, flooding and locust swarms, um, but have also been offering their own limited food and basic necessities to refugees passing through their region. So we want to help them to deliver shelter, safety, basic sanitation and medical care to people in need. We're also partnering during this appeal with Médecins Sans Frontières, MSF, extending our reach and impact to support the growing numbers of Ethiopian people moving towards Sudan with healthcare and sanitation supplies. The needs for adult and paediatric care, psychological support are absolutely huge and there are high rates of gender-based violence affecting women and girls of all ages and some boys and MSF are focusing on this. So what about Ethiopia's other long-term partners? That's a really important question, Anna. Thank you. In all of Ethiopia's work, both development and humanitarian, we focus on our key priorities, and these include opportunities for women and girls, ending gender-based violence and harmful practices, empowering people living with disabilities, improving maternal health, supporting the elderly, and increasing access to quality education. And this work is ongoing. Um, our long-term partnerships and funding for our 11 partners working in these areas is, is crucial and very much continuing, especially with the challenges now presented by COVID-19. So we look forward to sharing more on their progress in the summer newsletter. But we, we simply cannot ignore this current and growing humanitarian crisis. Um, Sir Mark Lowcock, the UN Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs, has described it as urgent and dire. And if we look at the latest end of February figures from the UN High Commission for Refugees, over 61,370 people fled Sudan since the beginning of the conflict in Tigray. 31% of them are children. Of 40 hospitals in Tigray, only 11 are currently functioning to any degree. Humanitarian access is difficult and reports from those who have been able to access the area talk of between 75 and 90% of people facing food shortage in a large number of districts. So it's an ever-evolving situation and the numbers and needs of internally displaced people and refugees are increasing daily. Right, so we really need to act now. Um, so for our listeners, how can they find out more and help? Yeah, so um, our emergency appeal launches on the 10th of March. And if our listeners would like to donate, we ask you please to go to our website, www.ethiopiaid.org.uk slash donate hyphen now or give us a call on 01225 476 385. Ethiopia can respond now, working with our partners already in the area, and we are invested in helping people facing this crisis to start to recover. 
And it's important to say that we can get funds directly and quickly to the people who need it most. So thank you for your support. Thank you very much, Helen. If you want to hear more about anything we've discussed or to sign up and support this work, head to our website at www.ethiopiaid.org.uk.